is this episode brought to us by Liz? Raw eggs and Tabasco sauce and Worcestershire sauce mixed together. Don't break the yolk. I have it the morning after a night of drinking. It's a great hangover cure. It's called a prairie oyster. Seriously. That sounds gross. I mean, yes, the idea is that's why you don't break the yolk. You just kind of let it slide down your throat. You got your protein, you got your salt, you got your spicy all in one. You just kind of take it like a shot. Don't judge. I'm judging. Don't judge. It's good shit. I'm judging, but that's okay. Because you know what, Liz? You don't need my approval. No, I Stand up for what you believe in. Go to hell. That's what I believe in. I believe that Memphis should go to hell. There are a lot of people in this country that think I should. They're all Republicans. And they're all right. (laughs) They are alt-right. Got him. Liz in Memphis, solve racism. (laughs) What if all of the racists just weren't? Just bought a house. (laughs) Okay. I'm gonna read now. I don't fucking believe this oh god matt's Why, back she yeah she really starts she's already back with matt i go one solid week without seeing or hearing a peep from matt the first few days i would stare longingly at my office door hoping he'd come through it and tell me he's seen the error of his ways but then i started to settle into my new life without matt fucking conover in it water water <clears throat> why are you drinking chipotle spiked margaritas if you can't handle the spice all that was left at the bottom was raw pepper <sighs> your water bottle smells like feet no it just smells like a plastic water bottle <clears throat> i know what feet smell like Maybe it's just the overpowering smell of your feet in this room. My feet don't actually smell that bad. Neither does my water bottle. Smells like feet, though. (laughs) I'm going to continue reading. I wish you would. Why did you stop? Because you were just sitting next to me, (laughs) weeping tears. (laughs) I thought I was going to get away with that. (laughs) Your face is blotchy and red. (laughs) It was very hot. I used up the last of my Chipotle margarita mix and all the pepper was at the bottom. (laughs) Even when I had some questions on the Jackson case, I was able to pick a few of my colleagues' brains and save myself from having to deal with Matt at all. What? You talked with co-workers instead of talking directly to the managing partner of the firm? You did your job? My God! In this firm, there's just the literal brand new associate and the man whose name is on the building. There's no middle people. But this morning, he walks into my office at 8 a.m. and hands me a folder. He tells me I'm going to argue a motion to compel in court and says that I have 30 minutes to get ready. What? I mean, this is a classic example of poor planning on your part, but also... No, but but you don't get surprise motions to compel. Yeah, I I mean, you might as a partner 
get a, hey, I need you to argue this because such and such is like just got food poisoning. But a first year would never have their first motion argument be a surprise. You have 30 minutes. Get ready. This stuff is on. I am part of multiple litigations where the calendar is set years in advance. I have things on my calendar through 2024. You are also part of a, your firm is structured differently. My firm is structured a little bit more like a small, like a boutique, which is what this is, which means that most of my matters are one or two associates and one or two at the most partners. So if Daryl, for lack of a better fake name, got food poisoning, then they might call Jeff and say, we need you to argue this motion. We're so sorry. Daryl is unconscious. And then Jeff may go, okay, that's fine. I've argued 60 motions to compel in my time. Because a motion to compel is just a, we we said, give us these nine documents the other and you refused. No. Right. But, but this will never happen to a first it. year. You filed, like your side filed it. Yeah. This is not a surprise to you. You filed something to the court and the court is like, all right, I want to hear your argument in person. It's not a surprise. The judge doesn't call you that morning and say, come in by noon. Well, I mean, again, Matt walks in at 830, says somebody needs to argue this at nine. I'm choosing you. I believe that would happen to somebody who is like a sixth or seventh year. This would never happen to a first year, though. Because a motion to compel is easy. What yeah. is your what is your argument, counsel? Well, my argument is, I said, you allege that my client broke your client's leg, and we asked for the x-ray, and you didn't give it to us. And then the judge will say, you have to give the x-ray. I mean, that might... But, I don't think a judge would hear that argument. A judge would just grant it. Matt tells me this in a calm voice. No menace, no anger. So I don't think he's trying to punish me. In fact, he assures me that this is a slam dunk motion. Well, it usually is. So discovery is broader than what's admissible in court. So the judges like to err on the side of if it could be relevant and it's not privileged. So it's something related to the case that can make it more or less likely that one side or the other will win, basically. So if it is this fictitious broken leg, then the x-ray would be admissible because it's the broken leg that happened during the event, and it makes it more likely to case, You may be able to discover the opposing side's entire medical history, but you, may, but you would not be able to bring in the fact that he had syphilis. Yeah, something like that. Because it's not really difficult, not very difficult to win if we're asking for it's reasonable. Yeah. And there was jurisdiction for most judges here. Most judges would not need you to argue this in court. If it's that obvious that a first year can figure it out in 20 minutes, then they could just bring less court order to discovery case as follows. Parties may change separate any non-privileged matter that is relevant to any party's claim or defense and proportional to the case, considering the importance of the case is taking action to not be controversy, parties open access to relevant information, relative access to relevant information, the parties' resources, importance of discovery involving issues of the court, and subsequent discovery outweighs the benefit. Information within the scope of discovery need not be admissible in discovery court or discovery court order. The parties' friendly discovery is not necessarily information not reasonably accessible. In fact, Matt assures me that this is a slam dunk motion. He points me to the actual rule of civil procedure that will, in fact, win this motion for me. Then Matt walks out of my office after telling me to be ready to go in half an hour. I then commence to have a full-blown freakout. Fair. Fair, yeah. If it's your first motion, fair. I think I even start hyperventilating. 
Also fair. Fair. Handing in my resignation is the only way out of this. (laughs) (laughs) That's also fair. (laughs) That's actually funny. That's absolutely what would go through my head. (laughs) If a partner came and handed me... (laughs) I should just quit now. (laughs) Spare them the trouble of firing me. (laughs) But then after about five minutes of spazzing out, I remember Matt said this was a slam dunk motion and he wouldn't have given me anything I couldn't handle. Good. Fair. So I log on to our legal library, pull the rule up, and read it. You don't need to log on to... Google it. Yeah, you... So much of our job begins with Google, and some of it ends with Google. I print it out and read it a second time. No, you're not reading the rule. You're reading the case law about the rule. Yeah, it's just the judge is going to say, why haven't you given it? And they're going to say it's hard and she's gonna say it's not that hard we need it and the judge is gonna say give it to them this is gonna be a 10 minute long meeting and and it's gonna be horrifying but it's gonna be fast right and usually if the judge calls you in then she has questions for you she doesn't want you to just memorize the rule and then recite it at the judge verbatim she knows the rule she wants to know if there's relevant case law if there's anything that that has come up if other judges in the same circuit or court system are doing this they're using my my broken leg example it may be that that matt asked for the x-ray the other party said we can't give it to you matt moved to compel and the judge is going to say why can't you give it and then the other party is going to say the hospital disposed of those records and then the judge is going to go all right cool uh, I'll release an order by the end of the day. It, it's not going to be a very impressive meeting, yeah. is, is all we're saying. All right. Oh, God, so much of that's going to need to be cut. Now, here we sit in front of the Honorable Jericho H. Stanback, a kindly-looking judge with snowy white hair and wire-framed glasses, and my armpits are pouring sweat. I feel lightheaded, actually, and I try to take a deep, calming breath. Yep, this is all very normal for a first motion. I assume I haven't had to argue a motion yet. You have, though, right? Yes, it was actually very short. And terrifying. It was. All right, Judge Jericho, what you got for us? Matt leans over and whispers, You got this, Mac. Piece of cake. I turn to look at him. He's looking at me with such confidence that I feel a bit of it infuse inside of me. He continues to stare at me, conveying the same message. You got this, Mac. Now it's getting a little creepy. You can quit staring at me. Yeah, please stop staring at her. When the judge asks for my arguments, I stand on shaky legs. I will admit that there is a moment where I think all my brain function has died and I go blank. Oh, no. Oh, like when Matt takes his shirt off? (laughs) then it all comes flooding back to me and i start talking i give the judge a short background of the case and explain why we are before him today i quote the rule of civil procedure even perfectly laying out the portion that applies to our case (laughs) sawyer bennett has not she doesn't have a, a rule in mind because the portion that applies to your case is 26b1 this this is is discoverable yeah it's not that hard i assure him that there is no law to the contrary 
that the facts of the case fall squarely within this rule. Like she's not legally analyzing it. She's just saying this is relevant and nothing says it's not. And finally, I respectfully ask his honor to grant our motion to compel. When I'm done, I sit back and listen carefully to the other attorney to make his argument. It's kind of lame, to be honest. Ah, the other side. What a loser. I mean, yeah, on a motion to compel, the other side's argument's usually pretty lame. Yeah, but you the have to- The argument's usually, your honor, it's so hard. Yeah, and, <laughs> but, and that's, but they're not bad lawyers. They have to make these arguments, and you also have to make these arguments. For any big litigation, and any litigation really, but, but any big law firm litigation, no matter what it is, no matter what merit you have, the other side's going to file a motion to dismiss, and it's going to be, well, they suck, and you have to respond, no, we don't. Um, the other side's argument is kind of lame, to be honest. Then the judge is granting my motion, in essence, claiming me victorious. I want to stand up and do my neener move to the other attorney. Oh, my God. Girl, you want a motion to compel. That would land me in jail or on contempt of court charges. No, it wouldn't. They just say, counsel, sit down and never do that again. (laughs) They would just look at you with embarrassment (laughs) and pity. (laughs) So... I'm just imagining what would happen if you actually did that. I don't know just, if this is illegal, but it should be. Just counsel, are are you okay? <laughs> so I just walk over to my opponent and shake his hand. Matt gives me a short smile and congratulates me. He then tells me to head back to the office on my own as he has a few other matters to attend to at the courthouse. I'm riding so high off of my first real court appearance and a victory to boot that all my other worries just sort of melt away. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Michaela Dawson is going to make one hell of a litigator. Aw. Bless. Yeah. Good for you for believing in yourself. When I get back to the office, I can't help but relate the entire scenario to our receptionist, Bea? Hmm? Bea? B. 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 Short for Beatrice. Ah, okay. Flashbacks to the unfortunate events. Just trauma. (laughs) I can't help but relate the entire scenario to our receptionist, B. But I can tell when her eyes glaze over that she could care less. She listens to me with a pained smile and nods as if she understands. But I'm betting inside that she's probably wondering what to eat for dinner that night. No, the legal secretary knows what a motion to compel is. And legal secretaries are very nice. And even the receptionist is going to have a basic understanding of what a motion is. She's not going, ugh, I wonder. She's going to be like, that's nice. I'm very proud of you. Also, isn't the main receptionist the one that you got into, like, oh, a yeah. white girl pissing match over in the first yeah, book? Yeah, you made her cry. No wonder she's the one to listen to you. she popped her gum? Yeah. Oh, remember, because the secretary she's told She's like, um, her... you've got something on your shirt. No, no, no. What she told her was that she had buttoned her shirt oh, incorrectly. Yeah. Which, by the way, is a Thank solid you. move. Secretaries are very nice at law firms. 
They have to be. It's their job. They're paid to be. Yeah. They're paid to be, and they work with you, so why would they be assholes to you? Lawyers are famously difficult people to work with. That's why you get paid so nice to be patient with them. But not only that, attorneys are very protective of their secretaries. Because your secretary keeps you on top of everything, copy edits your work usually. They are very nice and very competent, and they keep the law firm running smoothly. So you would not look down on them and be like, ah, well, she doesn't know what I'm talking about. Yes, she does. (laughs) With no other victory parade to attend to, I head back to my office and get back to work reviewing the slip and fall case Matt had given me. Bless you. Thank you. He's right. The case is pretty craptastic. It was some bonehead walking through a grocery store that didn't notice the dark red cranberry juice that had spilled in a large puddle on the white flooring. Hello? Open an obvious danger! No, that's not how that works. That's a famous tort pro- that's torts 101 if you don't mop up in the grocery store you're liable to somebody who slips and falls just because the juice happened to not be the same color of the linoleum doesn't mean there's not i mean but it it does depend like you you could absolutely lose it if if... You could lose it if Michaela's a bad lawyer. No, no. You, not everyone who falls in a grocery store gets a payout. I know. That's but, fair. But but this isn't this isn't an this isn't an open and shut like obvious danger. They didn't if they hadn't put up a warning sign yet. Yeah, I was going to lose this case, but Matt said it would be good to cut my teeth on. That also meant no pressure. Well, no, you have to do the best you can. Also, if you know you're going to lose this case, what you do is settle. Right? Why are you taking on a case that is literally a sure loss? This is a personal injury case. You're probably not being paid by the hour. What you're doing is you're being paid on contingency, which means you have to win, which means it is not worth your time to take a sure loss case. Just settle if you have to take... Okay, let's move on. A knock on my door causes me to look up. And it's Matt! I'd like to tell you that I could look at him without my blood racing through my veins or my heart tripping all over itself. But I'd be lying. I hate you so much, Michaela. Can I come in? He asks. Sure, I tell him, and watch as he steps in and closes the door behind him, red flag one. I expect him to sit down across from me, but he walks right up to where I'm sitting. Red flag two. Uh His hand reaches out and cups me behind the neck. This is a lawsuit. Red flag three. This is sexual harassment. He pulls me up from the chair. Oh, God. We're at four red flags. This isn't even red flag. This is just sexual assault. Yeah. I'm powerless to stop my body betraying me quickly. <sighs> Matt leans Barf. in. Yeah, Matt leans in and no. nuzzles my neck. No. No. I don't like this. I'm coming home with you tonight, Mac. Can we not throw the whole man away? <laughs> Matt's voice is low, husky, filled with promise. It makes my co- my toes curl. It makes my toes curl inside my pumps. 
yes, home with me. That is what every part of my body is telling my brain. Well, not every part. My heart rears its ugly head and roars at me. Don't be a fool, Michaela. My hands come up to Matt's chest and I push him back. I keep pushing until he releases me and there's a foot of space between us. No, I tell him firmly, you're not. Anger flashes across his face. Oh God, the door is closed. He's gonna hit you. This is not the first time this has happened. Yeah. I don't get it, Mac. You want me... I want you. Why are you this way? <laughs> I do. Want- Why do you make me hurt you? Yikes. I, I mean, it's not wrong. It's, it's, it's very, a yikes. It's but... very close. Yeah. If your girlfriend breaks up with you, do not accost her at work. I do want you. I admit I want you a lot. G- girl, don't tell him that. You're just egging him on. Instead, you should be throwing eggs at his face. You should be egging his face. (laughs) Yes. But I want more than just sex. I need more than just sex. He's not going to get it, girl. He stares at me, confusion written all over his beautiful face. What more do you need? (laughs) What are you talking about? Matt, you have done this before. You have an ex-wife. You have a baby. I want a relationship. Dating. Conversation. I want it all, Matt. I deserve it all. That's not all. Hell yeah. Again, that's the minimum, but good for you, Matt. He soaks in what I'm saying, and then his shoulders sag slightly. I don't have that to give. Yeah, you do, I tell him. (laughs) You showed me that in Nashville. Jesus Christ. You have a lot to give. I reach my hand out, intending to take his in mine, to give him soft and reassuring contact so my skittish beast of a man doesn't flee. Girl, you are the definition of mixed messages. It's not your fault that he's crossing your boundaries, but you're really being weird about your boundaries right now. Don't. Just don't. (laughs) That's the tagline of this entire book. Just Just don't. don't. Legal affairs. Just don't. Too late. He steps back out of my reach and his face hardens. Are you seeing someone? He asks with suspicion. The fuck? It's none of your business. But also, no, she's asking very directly for what she wants. She wants you to put a ring on her hand. Then a look of horror crosses his face. It's Cal. Fuck, please don't tell me you're dating Cal. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no, that... Oh, but if she was... That'd be funny. Oh, that would be so horrible that Cal stole his wife and then stole his girlfriend. No, no. If your girlfriend is saying, I want to be your girlfriend, and you're telling her no, you don't then get to be suspicious of her dating someone. No, it doesn't work that way. This one's your fault. Agree. The wife was not your fault. This, that's your fault, Matt. (laughs) 
I can't date you. Well, okay, then I'm going to find someone who will. (laughs) That's what adults do. No, I'm not dating Cal. We're just friends. Mocking Good friends. Close friends. Friends that bone. There are benefits to our friendship. Many benefits. Well, okay, and here's what bothers me. Mocking condescension is written all over Matt's face right now. Mac, that man just wants in your pants. And he'll get there, too. Dodoy, that's all you want, you prick. He doesn't want in my pants, I snap. You're just gonna have to trust me on that. Girl, you don't owe him anything. You broke up. Yeah, you have a strictly business relationship now. Your co-workers. One side of Matt's upper lip curls skyward, and he snarls at me. See, that's just it. I don't trust you. You don't have to. We're not there's dating. There's no, there's nothing to trust her about. You're, you're not dating. She broke up with you. It's over. Move on. Oh my God. Go find another girl on your stupid, weird, rich boy Tinder. That feels like an arrow shooting straight through my heart. I try to remember what Matt has been through. And I try to reason to myself that he's the way he is because of past betrayal. Uh, No. That may have exacerbated the issue, but he was already like this before that happened. Yeah, you you don't... If if a girlfriend cheating on you turns you into a a raging dick, then you were already a dick. I have known people that have had their boyfriend slash girlfriend cheat on them. They don't suddenly overnight turn into hateful misogynists. It hurts. You move on. Eventually. Yeah, you and you don't weirdly and stalk you don't, and inappropriately be around your ex-girlfriend, your you subordinate. You don't take it out on your current girlfriend. And if you do, it's because you are already a douche nozzle and you... But she's not even his current girlfriend. I know. She's literally his ex. Anyway, I'll ask one more time. Let me come home with you tonight. I won't... Walk off! I won't ask you again, Michaela. What? His voice is soft, with an underlying hint of pleading in it. But he just snarled at her two seconds ago, saying, see, I don't trust you. I want to take him home and show him how good I can be to him, for him. But I'm deluding myself that it would ever lead to something that is good for me. Shaking my head sadly, I say, I'm sorry, I can't. Matt doesn't like that doesn't like it at all his eyes go frigid and his chin comes up he's mad but he's being rejected and i know that hurts go fuck yourself i hope to god it is just anger speaking when he says to me no skin off my back you're not the only game in town and he storms away before i can even respond what just happened He's trying to get back with her. That was a bad move. And he's not as good with women as he thinks he is if this is how you try to win your girlfriend back. 
by mocking her and condescending to her and kind of threatening her? And why do you hope that it's his anger speaking when he says, I'm going to go sleep with someone else? What's the alternative? Um, it's... I don't know. Well, that's the end of that chapter. Uh, I think we've... I don't have any more anything to say about this chapter. Matt can go get fucked really? by literally anyone else. It, and really? Michaela should just quit her job. Once you are no longer with somebody, it is not your business who they sleep with. It's not. It's not. It's not even remotely. And, and also, and, mostly ladies, but also everybody of all genders, don't rationalize shitty behavior towards you. No. No. This is... This is... Every single abusive relationship red flag. Mm-hmm. I know they're not any like relationship relationship anymore, but the way this ends in an unfortunately high number of cases is violence of some sort. I am if if these were real people, I would be genuinely concerned for Michaela's safety, especially because Matt has proven that he already knows how to get past the doorman in her apartment building. Um, this is just... Well, he found her without her even... Like, he looked through the payroll to find out where she lived. Matt is a dangerous stalker who bears some very uncomfortable, serious grudges against... Women. Women. And this is just... If if this weren't a romance novel, I would be very concerned for people's safety. It is a romance novel, and I'm a little bit concerned. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's all we have. All right. Bye. Bye. Hi. Hi. All right, everyone. You know the drill. Like us. Subscribe slash follow us. Share us with your friends. Follow me home. I'll buy you a drink. Sneak past apartment security. Show up at my door uninvited. Look through my personal effects to know where I live. I'll Manhandle call- me without permission. <laughs> Jump off my balcony while leaving a suicide note saying that you did this for me. Bye. Frame me for your murder. Bye. Bye.